I'm not sure. So go on about your... He's recording. Can we podcast now? <laughs> we are podcasting now. because I don't know how to get to Philadelphia and I've lost the car that we're following. You need to stop driving like your kids are in the car. I'm not driving like the kids are in my car. I'm a safe driver and the red caravan in front of me is going exceedingly slow. It makes me anxious when people drive safely. <laughs> I feel like there's something something bad's going to happen. There's a whole median you could be driving down right now. <laughs> you know, it's, look at them just chatting. It's making me fucking crazy. <laughs> Are there? You're yeah. just so. It, this is not only your fucking road. <laughs> that's it. We're all on this together, and you that, have to that, pick a fucking lane that's commensurate with your speed. Let's just all the look voice, at him. The voice is just all look at him as we pass. Like I hope you're done with your conversation. Oh jeez. The black people. <laughs> <laughs> Ell- Elliot's Elliot's allowed to say that. <laughs> Oh, man. I was all hyped up. We were talking <laughs> shit. Then we saw him and we're like, uh, uh. <laughs> Lord. The voices you hear in the car are Pete. Blue Belt from Port City BJJ. Hello. T. Elliot Field. Scott and I. You're not going to call out my belt color? <laughs> white. Tell him, what, tell him what the belt is. White. With the, white with zero stripes. Boom. Got the flyest gi I know though. Like mayonnaise. It's the bravest color. It is definitely the bravest fucking color. Why is it the bravest color? Why didn't you tell me this before I bought it? <laughs> no, the white belt, you dummy. Oh. The white belt is the bravest color. Okay, I thought, like, oh man, if you have a black gi, you're kind of like talking shit. Do you guys, you guys, both your first gis are show your roles? Yeah. Yeah. Traveling in style anyway. Yeah, mine, uh, that's, that's like, that's like extra being a teenager and driving a Porsche right off the bat. <laughs> it's like your first pair of shoes being Jordans. Really all it's like. My first key was a <clears throat> defect that Gabe gave me for free. One of the original Crash Kimono prototypes. Yeah, Gabe. technically, Show Your Roll isn't my first. Did I say Gabe? Yeah, I got the Crash Kimono one. Gabe did not give it to me. Actually, if we're wor- if we're working on technicalities, my first gi was Winter Zone. It was that that that's that's, that's shit you can't game. even get. I mean, like you think you could buy Shoyer Roll for a thousand dollars? Winter Zone. Try to like, get that anywhere. You you gotta anywhere. You have to own freaking uh, Virgin Atlantic <laughs> to, to own one of those keys. I can try to Google it right fit. now. <laughs> Your key fit well. Uh, my key the top fits, but. Uh, I apparently need a husky bottom. <laughs> I need a husky You're a 40 bottom. husky. It's all those small sizes you get. Uh, was it A2? Yeah, we're all A2s in this car. It's weird. No. It's very weird. I, I'm an A3 short. <laughs> the most embarrassing possible key size. I should I should probably be an A3 or an A2H, but I like my geese barely competition legal. Yeah. My body is very strange. I got like A2 shoulders and A0 hips. That is true. When you have... Um, that's, that's not what I have. Three, three percent body fat. 
I got to be up over 5%, I imagine. Maybe like 6. 25%. <laughs> <laughs> what makes me uh, competition legal? 25%. Competition legal is, well, they have like this, like this, it's weird, it's this like little measuring device, and you need to be able to, it's got like, um, just like a piece of wood that's 10 inches long, and it's got this slit cut in it, and they like put your sleeve in the slit and slide it down your sleeve, and it's got to touch like through the whole slit, and then so it's like five inches like this, do the whole thing for it to be legal. Then they do it on the outside of your pants, and then they make sure your patches are all in the right spot, and then it's got to be four fingers from your wrist bone and four fingers from your ankle bone. Oh, the idea being that you have to have an appropriate amount of material to grab. Right. <clears throat> and I think there's a, has to be four fingers in the hole, so like you can't uh, like have it tailored so the cuff is too small enough. So you gotta be able to get all four fingers in the hole? I'm sure. Okay. Deep, deep okay. in that hole. All right, got it. Like to the wrist or elbow or? <laughs> no, just, just to, to, to your last knuckles, knuckles last I think. Knuckle. All metacarpals. <laughs> Deep up in there. That's why most people like jujitsu, apparently. Straight up in yet. <clears throat> this podcast is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> We've caught up with the pace car for anyone that's been arrested. Been arrested or interested? Whoa! Whoa! Why are we breaking on 495? <laughs> Jeep got cut off. What? Bring that up. What? Podcasting. Power casting. I am going to make an Instagram post. Whatever happened to Rosie Wigglebutt? That was a good Instagram. She got bored of it. <laughs> but it was like actually entertaining of I mean, you just taking pictures of Rosie Wop with a ball in her mouth and just saying, ball is life. Like you could just. I guess there are thousands of It's just so, I feel like it's effortless. <laughs> just take a picture of your dog next to a ball because she always has that fucking ball. Make sure the one eye is in it. And people be like, oh. She had a lot of good dogs. What do you have on Instagram? Is it followers? What's the. Yeah, yeah followers and likes. Likes. That's the fucking currency of the world right now. <coughs> Followers and likes, man. Isn't that weird? What What is it about Instagram lately that, like, I'm, I don't actually have real followers anymore. I have people that like the first two to four pictures, and it's just random shit. I like that or, when someone likes my photo and then, like, would you like to be a brand ambassador? Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. This is my fucking business page. <laughs> Port City BJJ does not want to be a fucking ambassador of your goddamn shitty programming. I like the random kids that have an Instagram. It's just pictures of them holding money. And you're like, you want to join the crew? And you're like, what? I just wasn't aware of these. I think I need to get Instagram. Because I would love to hate follow that shit. <laughs> you should get Instagram. It's probably the best social media device out there. And that's the most popular one now, right? I don't know. Uh, Twitter, Did Facebook buy Instagram for that purpose? Edited the photo and I photo taken over. And then posted to Instagram. I've only been on your photo Facebook for like a year and a half. I couldn't communicate with people at the academy, so I joined Facebook. <laughs> that's the real reason. It doesn't uh, save it to my photo bucket anyway. It does, but you have better options. 
Look at Elliot. It, he's going through such formal withdrawals that he's trying to edit fucking <laughs> Scott's fucking photo just, for him. Just, just like hey, can I just scroll through your phone for a little can while? I text someone? I'm not going to look at it. Just, I just, just, I just want to text someone. Just, I'm finding out right now that if you play with structure on your Instagram uh, It makes photo, it so much better. Uh, it makes it look like you have like old people hands. Oh yeah, you got yeah. you got liver spots, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always I turned I learned this actually from Jared is he turned the structure and the sharpness up it makes any photo look awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Why just make it black and white? That's the that's the poor man's way to have a fancy looking photo. Sounds like segregation. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to say Pete. I'm just saying. You fucked a racist. And I'm a little racist. <sighs> Anyway. And only four hours to go, fellas. Did Ron ever give you the statistics on how many people listen to that CrossFit Games podcast? I, that's the only one I shut off because I you kept talking <laughs> over each other. It was I so couldn't do bad. it. That's what happens with alcohol. Yeah. It's involved. Yeah. It sounded like alcohol was involved. It was. <laughs> And it was like it, there was like six beers total though. Yeah, pretty fast. It was more just that I, you were like conversational, so like you would get like half of what Walk the point up. was. Right. Yeah, five hundred eighty-six followers. Really? Really? That's awesome, man. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're one of five hundred eighty-six. You're gonna have to make like an Instagram post with like the one K in gold, you know, like thanks for the thousand followers, you know how people do it. They usually do it at like half a million, but you can do it at one K. I was gonna do it at one, not to be honest with you. One person listening to one bullshit. Person. Two people <laughs> are following. Pretty exciting. If you had told me a hundred people listening, I would have said, holy shit. Five hundred and eighty-six. That's five buddy. Point. You think someone would want to start advertising to sell some stuff on this thing? Yeah, I hear you. Hundred bucks a podcast. That's all we're asking. We just need to just increase our demographics. If I had something to advertise, we start talking talking about hip hop and Kim Kardashian. What about Prince dismissing Kim Kardashian <laughs> off the stage? Yeah, that happened. Did that you see video? that? Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty good video. <laughs> They're like trying to like dance. I guess. They was like, let's dance or whatever. And she's like, I can't dance. And he's like, get off the stage. Welcome to America, people, or something like that. Like, just totally <laughs> trashing her. It was amazing. Missed what all is that. Kim Kardashian good for? I think she has about 586 followers. At least. Yeah, roughly. Maybe. Probably. Ever heard, she might, she ever might have had, the golden 1K. You ever heard Joe Rogan's bit about Kim Kardashian? Yeah. Like how she's like the most famous person in the world. He, Which, goes, he goes like all the way back to fucking OJ Simpson trial. <laughs> like like brings it back to fucking Kim Kardashian. And it, it, it's it's a mind fuck because she probably is the most famous person alive. Right. Like there's no way there's someone that everyone in the world knows more than her. If she's not the most, she's in the top three or five. Uh, you don't think you would... If you asked everyone who Michael Jordan or Kim Kardashian was, I bet you at this point more people know who Kim Kardashian uh, is. I'm not proud of that. That's a bold statement. I think so. A very bold statement. Maybe. No, I'm what going about with Kim Kardashian. George Washington. Oh, fucking Kim Kardashian for oh, sure. Well, if you ask Americans who George Washington <laughs> is, more would know who Kim Kardashian is. 
Where's this guy going? Uh, 290, where we're supposed to be going. <laughs> get in front, get in front, get in front, get in front. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How many different modes of transportation does Donald have? A bunch. Yeah, I don't know if he had it, has it still, but he had three motorcycles at one time. I think he has the most interesting modes of transportation. Like sometimes I'll see him on a motorcycle with his little sidecar and the dog and goggles. That's awesome. Yeah, the sidecar is pretty dope. You know who's got a shitload of fucking Instagram followers? Donald. But he's got that marketing mind, right? I he know. knows what he's doing. He's, he's like Instagram famous. Yeah, he's uh. He could not. He could not put a hashtag on any of his photos and like gets like a thousand likes. Oh, I hashtag the shit of it. I'm like forty, sweet. Explain to me how fucking hashtags work because I had no idea that they had any functional purpose. You have to use them if you want to get people that don't know you. So they somehow it routes fucking content to you search. You search by hashtags. So if anybody searches. Like if I do hashtag Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, every post that's tagged with that will we'll come up. I got it. I thought it was just a cool way to talk. I think off. It trending. Yeah. This is what's trending. You can also just hashtag Justin Bieber in most of your stuff and you'll get some you get some random followers. <laughs> I couldn't possibly have any more Justin Bieber content than I already have. <laughs> I, I probably am the worst at hashtagging. That's if true. You, I will attest like, to that. If you go into uh, Sharp Iron Society's Instagram, you can tell when Derek posts things and when you can tell when I post things. Because when Derek does it, there's like at least 20 hashtags and mine's like two. <laughs> and they're like stuff, I'm like random stuff. I'm like, no one's going to follow that. <laughs> hashtag podcast, hashtag iron. Like, what? <laughs> hashtag Tuesday. <laughs> hashtag Instagram. Yes, that does happen. Now I learned something. The Philadelphia road trip is a success. Pete learned what a hashtag does. The more you know. The more you know. This is one step closer to you becoming president. It is. I think I could be a better president than Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. I'm pretty sure I could pull it off. <laughs> I've seen I've seen you do jiu <laughs> You know, you, don't, you don't make the best fucking calculated decisions on the straps, to be honest with you. I might be better at jujitsu than Donald Trump is at being president. Uh, 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 I got it. You don't really, uh, you don't, you don't fucking act well under stress. No, I get panic a little bit. Just fucking launch them all! <laughs> Just launch them! <laughs> That's my jujitsu style. Flood the tubes! We're firing! <laughs> Goes full fucking shimmy on everything. <laughs> so we hit nothing and we have no weapons left. <laughs> oh well. All of our resources gone. I keep looking like I'm gonna switch lanes and I. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Cause he's right in front of me. You're freaking me out. Sorry. I mean, you can pull up right beside him if you want to because yeah, drive like that. Triple A statistics tell me that the most dangerous way to drive is when you're falling someone. The highest percentage of accidents outside of alcohol and drugs. Well, fun fact for you. Put well, that you in know, hashtag. hashtag facts. 
Hashtag educational road trip. Anyway. Anyway. Toothpaste on my sweatshirt. You brush your teeth? Once in a while. I read somewhere you're supposed to do it every day, but there's gotta be bullshit. That's ridiculous. Twice, actually. Nah. It's one of those urban legends like hand washing and exercise. <laughs> hand washing and exercise, dude. Yeah. All bullshit. Uh, podcast ever. Oh, I keep forgetting that we're even recording. <laughs> Sorry. That, no, that's I'd be more, gonna, that's I'd be more chatty if I remembered that there was a recording on. Fucking also, Pete, I'll pretend. I'll Pete told me one phone. time he'd be a great podcaster. <laughs> also, I'm also proving myself wrong. <laughs> I was also told that I would know if I was on a podcast. Well, when I said, hey, we're starting the podcast now. I thought you shut it off when we were. When we were what? When? When did you think I shut it off? I don't know. Off? I just thought you did think it was on for the whole time. Got no music playing, so of course there's a podcast going on. I was going to actually say, why isn't there music playing? And I would have told you, because there's a podcast going on. Right. I'm in the know now. So what do you got to talk about? How do you feel about this weekend, Pete? Very excited about this weekend, Derek. It's funny that you should ask. Why? Why am I so excited? Uh, this is the first time I've trained at an academy outside of Port City BJJ. Ever? Ever. What? Ever. Me too, yeah. <laughs> yeah two years it took me to go to another academy and super excited about this one because <clears throat> the first thing that I've been to a bunch of seminars the academy's done a good job putting on seminars with really high level guys <clears throat> if they're fairly new to the sport I was confused in most of them because they were all different <laughs> styles and Jared's seminar was one of the first ones where I kind of started to understand a little bit more about how similar styles can be attractive to people because if you remember like right after his summer I'm like am I making it up in my head or is his style seem to be a lot more recognizable to what you guys teach and you know that was sort of one of the things I was like man if there's this many different styles you can recognize the one that's sort of in the same vein as yours it'd be pretty awesome to go and train in other places so the first one to be someone that I recognized and thought was pretty cool. You obviously did too. Pretty awesome. So excited to see all that. It's a weird thing. Like, uh, so like when I started jujitsu, like Kenny Florian was already on the Ultimate Fighter. Like, then he would like come around for seminars and things still. Well, and like you would train once in a while, and then when he opened his own school, like I went down and trained with him a bunch. But around that same time, Mike Pellegrino was still living in Philadelphia with Jared, like and training at Jared's school. Probably think he lived with Jared, but like he was down in that area, and like he was like the guy, like he was like the legend. Like everyone was, like talked about like what Jared was doing down there and the training that was going on. And that was like JT Torres was still training his academy, and Wilson Hayes was still there. And like Kenny and Jared, like the reasons I started wearing Shoei Roll to begin with. And now, like, it's so weird, like, that I'm going to his school to teach techniques. And like, this is the fucking weirdest thing ever. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, he was one of the funner instructors as well. 
came to the academy. I wish I could remember all his one-liners, but there weren't even one-liners. It was just sort of him talking. Right. It's all. I was like, he's like one of the most authentic people. Even yeah. For sure. Like he's. There's no character there. It's always. I mean, he's got. But he's like not playing a character ever. It's always just. That's him. He'll say whatever's on his mind. He was going through some grips, just different hand placement and stuff in the stand-up part of the game. And he wasn't trying to be funny or cool. He was showing one grip and he goes, I don't even respect that grip. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I wish I could say something like that. Howder like, was kind of like that too. Did you train with Howder? Yeah. Well, I and mean, Jared was like, we don't respect guards here, we kill them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't kill a lot of cards. Not for a lack of trying. That's all reflected on everyone at the Academy but me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass your guard someday. I'm gonna retire. I'm gonna pass your guard someday and then I'm gonna retire. I'll let you pass my guard then. <laughs> you missed me too much. He's still staring at his phone, like a yeah. coveting No, my phone is, it looks very similar to this. <laughs> Notepad. Is that a Field Notes book? Yeah. Yeah, my notes, Field Notes. Um, oh, his last name is Field. Uh, study hipster. Do you think it's early for uh, Scott and I to be doing a seminar? Do you think this is the perfect time? No. <laughs> I've been wondering that since I said like, I was gonna go. Am I like, that person? Is this is gonna like, be okay? No, because you're only like. No? Nope. I'm mean, just a dry fucking sponge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just soak it up. Uh, honestly, there's no, like, bad time to do seminars because you might learn, like, so the thing you're gonna find out is probably gonna be a lot of techniques that either you won't remember or you're, or you're not gonna do or whatever, but there'll be one thing that'll stick with you for the rest of your jiu jitsu career. Like, I. I've gone to so many seminars in the past nine years of doing jiu-jitsu, and I can say that every one, there's like one little thing that I pick up and it just instantly becomes part of my game. And it might be like the biggest game changer ever. You know what I mean? Like, when you name a seminar I've been to, and I'm like, oh, I did, I picked this up from there. And it's usually not even like a big thing. Like, I trained with Braulio Stima. I guess in retrospect, it is kind of a big thing because it's a huge part of my game now. But um, he was at the time the best grappler in the world. He had just won. Worlds, Pan Ams, Brasileiro, Europeans, and Abu Dhabi, which are like the five biggest tournaments in the world. And he showed that overhook thing that I do, where I take the far lapel and push it into here so it traps your arm in there. And like, he showed all these other techniques, and that's like the one thing I picked up now. It's the one thing like I do all the time. So like, it might be just something as simple as that, as like a grip that you, that really works out for you. You know what I mean? And I think this one would be good for you guys because there's so many different instructors. Like, I think there's like seven or eight guys teaching class over two days where if it was one guy for one day, you know, his, like, there. I've definitely taken some seminars around the majority of it. I'm like, I don't roll like this guy at all, like, whatever. But since there's so many, there's going to be a variety of styles, it'd be more likely that you find that one thing that changes your game. One thing I think that's helpful with seminars too is you're a little bit more focused or a lot more focused because it's more formal and you know because it's a, a seminar and 
people are taking their time out to do it, you feel compelled to pay attention a lot more than you might on just a regular Tuesday night class. So I find that I focus a lot more and really try and pay attention to the finer details because it's a lot quieter, it's a lot more formal. You know, you're, you're more respectful of the instructor's time. Not that I'm not instructor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that you get a lot out of it that way. Word. Do you think that you pick up a lot of the finer details that you say from every seminar because you're secretly autistic? Asperger, yeah. Asperger, at most. most. Not really autistic. Exist on the spectrum somewhere. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Can you be autistic for one subject? Because you definitely do pick up way more than a normal person when you watch shit related to jujitsu. Is that, like... I don't know if it's because I just like that's been my whole just career though. Like I don't, I couldn't. You just started. You just fucking picked it up. Yeah. Like, well, it sounds like kind of dumb when you say it. Like because I must feel like I'm one of those like phony like Irwan McCor or Ido Portal guys where I was like, oh, when I was a kid. But I can always remember like just wrestling around with like whoever my friends were or whatever, and like just knowing kind of understanding how to move and, and things like that and like this, I think I just have a proclivity to the activity of it you know what I mean right yeah I didn't I, uh, I don't have that I know you don't have yeah that. we're working on it though we'll get there Motion sickness from his lane changes. Would I be a drive, Pete? No. Next time we have a break, maybe you can, you can drive. I'll rub your knee while you drive. Make you nervous. Why would that make me nervous, Pete? <laughs> I'm just glad that I'm not driving. I actually don't mind driving on a road trip. I'm Less really good at like falling asleep fast at the wheel. Oh, really? <laughs> you're, not, you're not driving. <laughs> Holy shit. Scott killed the guy. Killed four of them. Oh, man. You guys see I'm, glad, I'm actually glad you told me that. So now, if I'm ever in the passenger seat, I can't just, like, completely zone out. Like, no, now all the you have to be on. Ellen was sweating the whole time. What's he gonna fall asleep? What's he gonna fall asleep? <laughs> <laughs> You're a fall asleep driving? Uh, no, I've come close. Like, done, so. Done it twice. The worst, two, the two worst times I ever came close to like falling asleep with the wheels. One was after my fucking junior prom. Like, because we went out and fucking went to prom, whatever, and then like. Did Just danced the night away and you were so exhausted. Believe it or not, I'm not a great dancer. Really? And I, I and would I, not have guessed that. And I don't do it. Yeah. I, I gotta get I gotta get real drunk before I'll even start dancing. I don't think you can dance sober as an adult. I don't think that's healthy. Couldn't dance sober as a child either. Weird. <laughs> uh but no, like whatever. And then driving home from wherever I was, I was well asleep. And then one time, like after high school, it was during the summer, and I was fucking had the worst allergy attack of my life when I get up in the morning. So I took a fucking Benadryl and then attempted to drive to work, which was the worst idea. When they say don't operate machinery, that's what they mean. Uh, yeah. Well, this is what's going on. 
mine was early in the morning. I was in college and I had an internship. It's one of those things where I slept like an hour and I woke up and I was driving. <clears throat> and it was a straight shot for a couple miles. And I don't remember going completely asleep, but obviously I did. I remember looking up and just seeing brake lights. I had to slam on my brakes. I probably skidded, I don't know, 30 yards and stopped like a bad movie, inches from the back bumper. I had a near heart attack. The near anxiety attack is all that kept me awake for the rest of the ride. But yeah. The other time I did go off the road and I just happened to be in grass, so. I beat the odds twice. Oh, Sturbridge. Last time I was in Sturbridge might have been one of the weirdest experiences of my life. Why might someone be in Sturbridge? Oh, for a <laughs> yes. tournament, yeah. Yes, that was the weirdest fucking experience of my life. You went to a Kumite in an Elks Lodge, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. It was like the weirdest thing ever. Fucking one of our guys had a fucking, it was like a super fight. And I'm like, he's like, can you coach me? And I'm like, yeah. Fucking sure. He's like, it's in Sturbridge, Mass. And I'm like, shit. Because it's like a fucking three-hour drive. Yeah. So I'm driving. And not to mention, it was like one of those days in February when it was like, didn't get above fucking 20 below the whole right. time. So I'm driving to Sturbridge. I like literally get to Sturbridge at, it's like six o'clock at night. And it's literally like 45 below zero. And I'm at this fucking, it's like an Elks Lodge function hall. This is a weird place to have a tournament. So I go inside, and it's like a 10 by 10 square of puzzle mats, like <laughs> 25 seats, a stage with work lamps, like like halogen work lamps hooked up to a strobe machine, so they fl- fucking flickered. The state of BJJ in America, folks. <laughs> and like, just the weirdest shit ever. They played entrance music on the shittiest small boot box ever. <laughs> the cell phone. Yeah. It's one guy holding it up. And the guy who was promoting it was a referee for all the fights. And for somehow, I don't know who was doing it. No fucking idea. But there wasn't like a definitive, there wasn't like scoring points. It was like an MMA fight where judges decided who won and lost. And I'm like, where? Where are the judges? I don't even know where they're sitting. Like, who's judging this shit? The referee and the promoter was also the judge. Right. So, the whole thing was, like, the fucking sketchiest thing. But here's the other thing is... So, EBI is this weekend? Yep. One of the guys competing at EBI competed at that tournament. That is fucked up. That Rustam guy, that big fucking Russian guy. And he's like computer in Abu Dhabi or whatever. So like this really high level, like but weird Russian guy was there to be in this kumite. <laughs> <laughs> was there a was there any sort of financial incentive for this or was it? I just think like the winner won King of the Oaks Lodge. Five hundred bucks, maybe. Which I guess if like and then he lives in Massachusetts. Yeah. So like to not go far to grapple for fucking yeah. an hour and make five hundred bucks. I guess but I was like it was weird. It was. And your student won his match, right? So yeah. it wasn't a complete loss. But it was my own. He was so he was the only person I went there to coach. Oh no, I take that back. Those two people. But it was like I drove three hours for twelve minutes worth of work. Right. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? Right. It's <laughs> a really good Burger King if I remember the story correctly. Yeah, and then I ate Burger King afterwards and felt like a big piece of shit. 
Yeah. I, uh... The old horse meat. Burger King's just not worth it. I went with the chicken, thank you very much. It's probably still horse meat. Damn it. <laughs> if I have a feeling like I want to be a fat fuck, Burger King's not the way. I would much rather have, like, sub and french fries or pizza. That's just so much more satisfying than Burger King. Well, it was also I can't 1 o'clock enough. in the morning. But it's the only thing open. <laughs> it was the only thing open. That's the only time anyone eats Burger King, right? Doesn't even fill you up. You're still hungry after you consume fucking 1,500 calories of cardboard. And I had me. hate, self-hatred. <laughs> There's a lot of shame that happens. <laughs> My fucking dignity went right out the window. <laughs> That being said, I can't wait to eat cheese sticks and donuts all weekend. At least there's a lot of exercise happening. The other thing that makes seminars not that intimidating, typically, even though this seems like it's going to be a long one, we don't roll as much because there's so much instruction. So it's really like you're drilling a lot more than you would in a normal class. So. But you know it's going to be awesome. This open mat tonight at fucking BJJ United. Hope you brought your game face. I'm in. <laughs> I've been beat up by some of the best. Because Jared actually has a t-shirt that says, we don't flow roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Because amongst the many things I can't do in BJJ, flow roll is one of them. <laughs> they, they only have one, one speed and it's hard. Nice. I only brought one D. It's gonna stink tomorrow. Oh, you son of a bitch. Didn't even think it You only brought one D? I did. <laughs> Unbelievable. Some tell me you only brought one as well. No, I brought two. <laughs> <laughs> the noob brought two. <laughs> you fucking douche. One might be a little too big, but we don't know yet. I just need to grow into it. Get a little bigger at the back. I don't think it's possible for you to get any more muscular, to be honest with you. Thanks, Derek. I'm not talking to you. Oh. <laughs> Always getting those type of comments confused. Real real possible for you to get a lot muscular, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm pretty maxed out. <laughs> you, you might be, actually. <laughs> I'm pretty much, like, peak performance. We had this discussion last podcast. Your best. My best? It's not Elliot's best, it's your best. Oh, oh, got it. <laughs> Just gotta eat your vegetables, man. What does Hulk Hogan say? Eat your vegetables, vitamins. drink your milk, and say your prayers. <laughs> I am a real American. I believe that Fight I, for was it the, the Hulks that just won like a five hundred million dollar settlement. One hundred fifty-four oh, yeah. million. It's right? Crazy about money. Highest paid porn star in history. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Yes. I just like that one of those fucking hack sites got held too bad he's gonna have to. Something. Too bad he's gonna have to pay it for all the racist shit he said. <laughs> Did he do it? I didn't follow that. Don't tell me that. I can't have a bad image of the Hulks there. Yeah, ruined like my it. childhood. So we recorded a voicemail of him saying some. Doctor Cosby's really a fucking raper, and now Hulk is a racist. He's he, a Huxtable man. Yeah. Isn't that weird that that was called the Cosby Show, and not one of the characters on there was named Cosby? Cosby. The Huxtable Show just doesn't have the same ring to it. Because Heathcliff. 
Heathcliff Huxtable on The Cosby Show. Yeah, he was, uh, he delivered babies too, right? Yeah. Which is in hindsight is somehow a creepy profession for me. Raven Simone is fucking as crazy as she is. The little one? Yeah, now she's on The View and she says, like, ridiculous shit all day. If you're on The View, don't you have to say ridiculous shit or they fire you? Yeah, they, they, you, they, you have to be like... I don't know, I've never watched it before. I watch it almost every day. Christy. <laughs> I DVR it so I can watch it when man. I get home. <laughs> they actually have some good topics that they talk about, but most of the time they're just trying to, like, fluff the media to sound Star like said something. Yeah. I just like it on when uh, Kristen waved on Saturday Night Live makes fun of Castle Beck. Yeah, that's pretty good. I didn't watch the fucking Saturday Night Live in so long either. We don't have cable. It's a good move. I think my cable bill is something like $4 million a month. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I would have a yacht if I never had to pay for cable. Yep, I'm with you. And we don't have cable. I can retire. It, it works out fine. Do you have internet? Yeah, like you pay for... And Apple TV. I yeah, think that's, that's the combo. It's like now. Netflix, Hulu, Apple TV. And then if you steal someone's cable password... You can watch Game can, of Thrones. You can watch, well, or you can pay a subscription for HBO. Yeah, and I, new. And I have Fight Pass. You have Fight Pass? Yeah. Awesome. Speaking of password sharing. Nope. It's not nice, Dirt. Wait, you know what I am going to do on the drive home on Sunday night? I'm going to watch EBI on my phone on Fight Pass. Because I can do that. That's pretty cool. I hope Gary Tonin wins. Is he competing in this? Yep. So is in his uh, little buddy, Gordon Ryan. That would have been my first seminar, by the way. Gary, I had no idea Gary that Tonin. Gary Tonin was Gary Tonin. <laughs> and I'm like, who's talk this, about not being able to appreciate something that you're seeing for your first seminar. Who's this little guy? Little guy chis- chiseled out of granite. Right. He might be one of my favorite grapplers to watch. But he's so exciting to watch, yeah. which is primary reason, right? The sport probably doesn't take off, is that it's a little bit boring. It takes a lot of risks. He flies sure. around like a crazy person, too. Yeah, and it's like, his, his wrestling, he's very well-rounded. His wrestling's good. His judo's good. And he's 23? Three? Fuck. So he's nowhere near as good as he's going to be, which is, well, barring injuries, I guess, right? All right. Said he wants to eventually go into MMA as well. Well, I know he's working on his boxing a lot right now. I think he's working on it with Mark Henry, who is a good person to train your boxing with. I can't fathom the amount of work that those guys must have to put in to learn enough disciplines to be proficient in MMA. Yeah, I. Just think of how many hours it takes to get good at jujitsu, and there are fucking jujitsu black belts that are also nasty boxers, nasty wrestlers, nasty Muay Thai. Just it's gotta be your life for so fucking long. Well, my next question, like, so I mean, 
it's also once you figure out how to get good at one thing, does getting good at something else become easier? Because you gotta know. know how to do it. And, and that applies to everything else you learn. It just seems that with something like combat sports would be even more difficult. Because you force yourself sort of into all of these patterns and you discipline yourself to do things. And like jujitsu is a perfect example. I wonder how many things that I do actually open me up to fucking punches <laughs> at this point, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's another thing you can start doing is training like that, you know what I mean? Right. That's, that's always... To be more conscious of self-defense. It's actually kind of a fun thing to do. Keeps it realistic. What's the Howder line? Oh, think, think street transport, practice art. Yeah. It's like the greatest ever. Yeah. It's got something like, the more I, like... The older I get, the more I look up to Howder. He's got the dream sort of life, like, right? He sort of pulled it all off. Oh, yeah. And, like, he just, uh, like, some of the shit he says, like, you're like, it kind of makes you feel about, feel good about being an aging black belt. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, aging like, blue belt. Yeah, like, uh -huh. Or just an aging jujitsu player. You yeah. know what I mean? Or artist, or whatever you want to call it. Like, I get, I'm less into the competition aspect of it now than I ever have been, and more into the art of it. You know? Do you think that you'll compete much in the future, or is that sort of a past chapter for you? I think that barring a few things in the future that could or could not happen, yeah. uh, that would, if that's really going to depend. You know what I mean? It'll, right. Because the amount of time you'll be able to put to it. Right. Um, I mean, you're probably in better shape now than you've ever been in, right? Because of all the CrossFit stuff. Yeah, but I also feel like uh, devoting less time to yourself and more to your students. Right, and also I'm also devoting more time into being in shape and less time into my jujitsu growth. Right. Just because, and it's not even because like I like like that is more important to me, but like staying healthy is more important. Right. You know what I mean? At this point. Like, that's one thing, like, say what you will about CrossFit. And like I said I got before, I'm kind of less interested in the, the CrossFit aspect of CrossFit now and just more into the health benefits of it. That's interesting because I'm actually more interested in the CrossFit part of CrossFit because I think that the... I'd love to get your guys' opinion. The thing that's most interesting to me or why I think CrossFit is so successful from an outsider's perspective is you made exercise interesting like a sport. It's right. the social aspect of CrossFit that works. Yeah. I and mean, I'm sure all of the, um, you know, the actual knowledge of the techniques and all of the routines that you put together are huge. But I feel like there were a lot of people that knew a lot about that stuff for a long time and none of them successfully blew up fucking working out in the gym with weights. Yeah. It never happened in the fucking however long people have been exercising. People get excited to go to CrossFit. Like, yeah. there's everyone has their CrossFit outfits and clubs, and everyone becomes friends. We just made being part of a cult cool. Right. Well, everyone needs cults are not cool except for the cool the cult that you're in. Like sure. everyone thinks yeah. that cults are douchey except for their cult. Well, that's like one thing about like Howder when he's like the cult of CrossFit. I'm like, yeah. what about the cult of Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah, it's the same exact. <laughs> the same exact you just like your thing. cult, right? Right. It's right. like a religious thing, but they made a good cult. And if it, anything that makes people fucking wake up at six o'clock in the morning and go lift weights and have a positive social experience while they're doing it, it's hard to criticize. 
I still don't get all the high socks and whatnot, but it's still that I get. Because when you're lifting <laughs> Olympic weights and you drag that bar across your shins, it really hurts. So, so you wear high socks, it doesn't so, rip the skin off. So there's a practical use, just like hashtags. Yes. I'm learning everything yeah. today. Um, high socks, hashtags. <laughs> I've noticed that that, uh, that people at normal gyms have adopted a lot of uh, CrossFit attire. Joggers. No yeah. one wore joggers until CrossFit. Like joggers wear high socks now, and I see like dudes going into like regular gyms wearing high socks. I see like board shorts, uh, board shorts, three quarter length spandex underneath shorts, and there's, I mean, there's a reason why CrossFitters, weightlifters wear wear all that stuff. Uh, there's there is a reason behind it, but like I think it's kind of. Uh, Missing the point on some people, they think they just think it's it's certainly fashion for some people, yeah. right? It's definitely, I mean, even for crossfitters, it's fashion, right? Uh, but I don't think that's wrong. Like, it might be fun to make fun of just because it's fun to hate on anything, but I don't think it's wrong for there to be a fashion attached to a sport. Like, that sort of just happens naturally, anyway. Fashion, any fashion, with everything. And there's always that counterculture that's like, nah, man, I wear my ripped sweatpants, you know? Robbie. <laughs> Those fucking right. shorts. Yeah, has the same shorts since, like, ninth grade. I think I like skiers. Right. You know, like, some people are like, they got to have a new jacket, pants, and boots every year. And then there's other people like, I got my street skis from 88. Right. I go down the mountain just as fast as all of you. Wearing jeans and a right. fucking hooded sweatshirt. Right. So the hood ripped off. off frog skin openies. So what is the uh, the jiu-jitsu fashion like then? Uh, it's got to be the geese and the patches, man. I, I still don't get it. I'm two years in, and how my gi fits is still far more important than how it looks or what the colors are. And I don't think I've earned any patches. That's one thing that I actually think is cool. I love when people wear patches that are relevant to their jiu-jitsu community. I can't lie to you. I spend time on Instagram looking at how people patch their geese up. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think that's actually cool because it says something like you're representing something. I don't know how, I don't, I would never do it at this point. I would wear the school's patch because I do think I've earned that. But if I were to go to a tournament and had fucking all sorts of patches on there, like, like I've roamed the world, like fucking Kung Fu, right. I, I don't understand that. Like, I feel like you, to represent something, you've got to accomplish something. And I think there's a lot of guys out there. And I guess it's a good thing for jujitsu because it means people care and it's growing, but. I'm a fucking blue belt. I train two, three times a week. I'm not going to load up my gi with patches of all different schools and Well then, I, I, won't, I won't be giving you a Sharp Iron Society patch <laughs> that I just ordered. I uh, I don't know if I'd put it on yet. You yeah. fucker. I would love to. It's, it's a heat transfer too. It's not a fucking... So it's nice and easy to apply. And it's like not intrusive. Nice vinyl heat transfer. Nice. If I don't embarrass myself at the Boston Open sometime, maybe I'll wear a patch. No one, no one ever embarrasses themselves competing in jiu-jitsu. Unless you shit your pants or something. Well, it's, hopefully, well I, hopefully I won't shit my pants then. I don't know about that. There's a lot of weirdness in, in jiu-jitsu as well about competing. There's not a ton of emphasis on winning for most people. And that's sort of counter to pretty much every athletic endeavor I've ever been in. Like, I, I get the aspect of being humble about it and always learning from your losses, 
but I almost feel like there's a, and I'd love to get your thoughts on it. I almost feel like there's a, a weird level of comfort with losing. Like, ah, fuck it, I lost. Like, no. Don't fuck it. Like, when, you lost. Like, when, that sucks. When have you, so have you competed in jiu-jitsu yet? I've only done it once, one tournament. Did you win? Yes. Wait, wait till you lose. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd be like, fuck it. I lost. What right. can I do? You so you I mean? think, I don't know. I feel like it would eat at me. And that's part of like losing your ego is making sure that it doesn't eat at you. And well, I get that as well. It will eat at you, but what else can you do besides say, fuck it? And oh, every, yeah, I get that. I mean, I don't want like lose sleep and, you know, fucking shoot yourself, but. And everybody loses. That's so poor. That's the other thing. I don't know. I'm so high level. Pete <laughs> <laughs> wins one white belt tournament. He's fucking high level. I, I know. I'm, I'm, I know so I'm relatively new to jujitsu, like brand spanking new. But uh, I can only assume when you lose at uh, jujitsu in a tournament, um, it can only be a learning experience. Oh yeah, I, mean, I agree with you that. Really, I mean, you really can't like blame the other guy or, or blame this or blame that so it's like you only have yourself to blame like oh i missed this and i missed that um like he got me here and if anything like it's it's a it's nothing but a building experience well the other thing that i've heard explained pretty well and it was actually eddie bravo who said it was no matter what level you're at you can still have to look at it like because you're competing with your peers you know what i mean so like a black belt competing against black belt is almost the same I mean in generalities as a white belt competing a white belt is you gotta look at it like you're two fucking samurais sword fighting one mistake is gonna cost you your life right. you know what I mean like in your and your your fighting you know what I mean like anybody's gonna get can get caught at any level you know what I mean right so at some point you're just like fuck it it happened oh yeah and, and I hope that I would be like that but like it was kind of refreshing like um, one of the other black belts in our academy went out to the Pan Ams and he got caught and lost in his first match and it was kind of awesome to see his reaction you know when he came back the first class that he came back and taught he talked about it and he said things that were what I would think of as a, a conventional healthy response to losing and he was like you know I hate to lose it sucked it made me not want to compete ever again you know and his reaction was I'm just going to compete more now like it lit a fire in him and it was kind of neat to see that as opposed to... I think that's right. I mean, a lot of the Zen stuff that I, I tend to see, like, hey, I, I didn't lose, I learned. And I get all that, and I, I I don't fundamentally misunderstand that. I just wish that people hated themselves a little bit more because I feel like it leads to a lot of self-improvement. I think that it could, do, it could do both, though. You know what I mean? You can be Zen about it, but also be inspired and motivated by it, too. Right. That's both. You know what I mean? It can, there's no saying that it can't do both at the same time. It takes a lot of maturity, and I think, to achieve that. It's not... It's what I aspired to. Yeah, well. We'll see. I'm gonna go watch the Boston Open first. Get a feel for it. Fuck that, just do it. Just do it? That is the right attitude, right? I wanna be tough someday. How old are you? I am 37, I'll be 38 in August. So what is that, Masters 2? Uh, yes. What do you weigh? I am right now about 220. Is that where you compete at? No, I'd like to compete lower than that, but I got a lot of work to do. What weight would you compete at? Is it 206 with the Gion? 208 and a half. 208 and a half. 208 and a half to 222 and a half. 222 yeah. and a half over. My weight class, buddy. You know, see, 
I'm just coming after you, basically. I'm coming to cut down and wrestle shoot. <laughs> I uh, weighed 237 with a gi on the other day. It's because you're getting swole from all the high socks and board shorts. Blame Elliot. Blame Elliot's fault. It's Elliot's fault. He's, he's now my official strength and conditioning coach. Nice. Whether he, he likes it or not. Weeks. <laughs> would you compete at Super Heavy? If you competed today, would you oh, be like, fuck, fuck yeah. it, I'm doing Super Heavy weight? know how much weight I'd have to lose to make it under 222 and a half with, with a gi on? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have a lot of fat on you right now. Yeah. I'm like 10% body fat. 12? 14? <laughs> yeah. I measured it. I could close to 14. How dare you? Maybe even 16. There's nothing wrong with that. You son of a bitch. I think I could lose, honestly, 25 pounds of shit weight. I could probably lose 10. That still doesn't put me under 222. <laughs> <laughs> I could get to 200 without probably any muscle loss. Still eat a healthy diet. It's all diet. I've pretty much exercised my entire life. I've always been fat for the most part. It's all diet, like to get thinner or leaner. Obviously the exercise is there, but. When you're looking at me and saying this stuff, you're looking at the wrong person. You're not a diet per. Yeah, well you just work out 700 hours a week. It's not realistic for the most common folk. I'm gonna talk to diet, talk to this guy in the back. Which one, both of you or? What you wanna talk you? about? <laughs> It turns out I have no self-control. Can you fix that? Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, okay. Let me get my needle and thread. <laughs> I no, I think it depends. And also, it all depends on, like, how fat you've gotten in yeah. your life. It's, like, the more, like, depending on what stages of your life that you've gained fat, it makes it a lot harder for some people. But if you're someone that has always stayed lean, it's really hard to get fat as long as you like stay active right but when you have already crossed that line you have to use it has to be diet and exercise right. it can't just be one extreme or the other right so for some people it can just be exercise and they can eat whatever they want and then there's some people that can just diet and just maintain whatever they do but for a lot of people it, it has to be diet and exercise which sucks because that's like what do you pretty difficult. What do you think is the most sustainable diet style for someone that's a weekend warrior? Busy job running around like a crazy person. Just trying to avoid the packaged food. Just trying to get in as many like fruits, vegetables, and if you eat meat, like meat kind of stuff. Like just trying to make, I think just cutting stuff out is easier. Like just make things more basic. Just like instead of eating the stuff that has like 30,000 ingredients in it, just ideally just like meat and it's like oh I had broccoli you know what I mean you don't need like cheddar broccoli stir fry bullshit you just need steamed broccoli like stuff like that I think I think it helps and it it makes you feel a little better but less alcohol do you know the alcohol is not good for you they say (laughs) what no no oh I don't think so see I got that part wrong you can I've been loading up on it just by eliminating sugar and alcohol during the week um, if I drink on the weekends, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> Dear Sharp Eye in Society. Uh, but if, like, you know, if I get, like, a cold and you know, I don't drink for a couple of weeks or whatever, I get the flu, some shit like that, I'll lose 10 pounds. And not because of, like, the flu, like, weight loss. 
It's because, A, the calories from the alcohol, just the general fucking whatever damage that shit does to your body. Yeah. And the big knock-on effect for me, Saturday night, I have a few drinks. After dinner, watching a movie. 10.30, inevitably, I'm fucking eating something that's just completely unnecessary. Whether it be shit that's left over in the house. Fucking box of Triscuits with hummus, whatever it is. I'm eating another five, six hundred calories that's just completely useless. But I just started drinking again. You should. After three years. I don't want to never not drink. It seems I, I just too much. That's just too much. That's too far. <laughs> Although I literally get through like three quarters of a beer and I'm like, Ugh, I'm done with this. I, you gotta, you gotta start drinking wine. You're also drinking liquor. some heavy ass like coffee stout. Yeah. Well, if I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna drink coffee and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Irish coffee then with whiskey in it. Get to get the job done quicker. I have officially reached a stage where my hip flexors are trying to eat my my stomach. Is that from the sitting thus far? Yeah, just sitting. Uh, Funny thing is, fucking Pete's old sitting pro. I am a professional just, like, sitter. Burning like right here, right? Yeah. It's good stuff. You know what you guys could do is lay across the seat on top of each other and stretch. My out. head was on his lap for a while. Yeah, my neck started. I won't judge you. What, do you, what else you got in here, Scott? I just want to know. I've got a lot You're of You're the kind turkey. of guy that, like, packs some shit. You guys want to stop like, at Electric Blue on Exit 68 at all? Electric Blue Cafe. Exit 68. I'm in. Uh, I've got jerky. Is like, this just food? That's food. That's just, just food. Man. Just, like, the food and the ride stuff and the other stuff is a plus. Yeah. Protein protein powders. You supplement too? What do you think about supplements? Uh, I think they're really good in some ways. I've actually been uh, taking less. I think essential ones are like creatine and some form of, <laughs> well, not essential, but like I really enjoy pre-workout. Well, can, time out. Can someone explain to me what pre-workout is? I didn't know what that. I never heard that fucking Actually, word. Pre-workout. I, I don't awesome. have to explain it to you. I'll just give you some. How about that? Okay. Well, <laughs> sounds a little bit like heroin. Right now, give him some pre-workout right now. We will get to fucking Philadelphia in an hour. Let's have a social. Is it just another way to have fucking caffeine? Yeah, but there's a little. It's it's more. Intense. My favorite part. I have to honestly say that my favorite part of fucking pre-workout is the flash nice and. Yeah, and the uh, like. I love it for some reason. Is I love that the it. Shit that like turns your skin pink. Yeah, and it makes it tingle. Like it literally makes my feel like yeah, my, you guys my are doing, beard. You my guys beard are, is standing yeah, up. Yeah, you're doing some drugs. Yeah, so. you guys are definitely doing drugs. Yeah. So yeah, it's like caffeine, and then a bunch of shit that complements caffeine. It does stuff to your physiology that makes you like more jacked up. So like, you're getting like an adrenaline response. Like your body's like, oh shit, I'm about to die. But you get all those effects without actually feeling like you're going to. That die. sounds fun. So it's that, like date, veins dilate, your brain stimulated, you got the coffee, your face is itchy, you're ready to go to war. The uh, the best nope, beef ever made, made for uh, pre-workout was, uh, it's like, you can lift that pre-workout. <laughs> yeah, you can lift that twice. My, my other favorite is uh, a picture of Barney with his eyes wide open and it says, when pre-workout hits you really hard, it's just staring off into nowhere. I love seeing, like you, like Scott talks about this all the time, but like 
watching people's body language at the gym without listening to them, and you can tell right when their fucking pre-workout kicks in. <laughs> Mine is, yeah, it is definitely a switch because I like don't you hit talk the nitrous button, bit, and then just yeah, it's literally the nitrous, and then you just say something loud, and you're like, oh, I think I'm, I think it just kicked in. <laughs> My fucking volume fucking is broken. Yeah, you get excited just real easy. Yeah, it sounds exactly like when you go to a concert and take Molly. I heard. <laughs> and then when, I heard, yeah, and then you're like, I don't really want to lift today, and you drink this eight ounces of fluid, and then you're like, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just let's just lift something. We should open our own gym. Let's max out today. Yeah, let's open our own gym. Does anybody want to make a business plan with me right now? That is one thing you gotta be aware of on pre-workout. You gotta kind of like eliminate your distractions because you can like go hard on Instagram on pre-workout instead of just working out. You're like, I'm about to do this set, but first, something, every single thing on Instagram. <laughs> something tells me there's not been a lot of long-term studies on the effects of pre-workout. Oh, yeah. I make sure that... <laughs> some sketchy ones. I make sure that my pre-workout says do not exceed four times a week. That's what I know is, that's what I know is the good stuff. Yeah. Anytime there's a warning label, even the people that haven't tested are nervous about it. I do have to tell you that... Like 2007, 2008, when pre-workouts started to get a little bit bigger, it was on the upswing. The shit in there was way different than it is now. Right. Like, like you fail drug tests, I'm, I'm assuming, but not enough to fail Navy drug tests. Because so, <laughs> I was on that shit, and it would even be like, I hope I don't get busted for this pre-workout. Like, obviously, I'm not doing drugs, like, recreationally or whatever or like, like bad drugs on purpose, but like there could be some shit in this, in this pre-workout, but there never was. Right. You just get to the gym and you're like, everything, I want to lift everything. How often do they test you in the Navy? Is it a PP test? It is a P test and it is, it is random. So like some people will get tested like three times in a month. I went like two years or a year and a half without getting tested. It all depends. If usually if you like switch a command or you go on deployment, or you come back and stuff like that, that's when you get drug tested. But, but it is truly random. Yeah. Because people get busted on and all the time and you get like 12 hours, because they like own you. Is there like a banned substance list in the military or is yeah. it just pretty much fucking all things that they No, there's a, there's a banned substance list, but there's, um, there's also stuff that they don't test for that they tell you you're not like you're not allowed to take steroids, but that's an interesting don't test one for to it. me. They, what's the assumption there? Aggressiveness? Yeah, just aggressiveness and it, it, bad, bad the decision people, making. The type of people that are in the navy, they would just abuse the shit out of it, and you would just have a bunch of like mutated hulks right. walking. Around. I mean, you already have mutated hulks walking around. Just from just from like buying every single supplement they can at GNC. Right. There's a dude at, on deployment. He um he was tired because like some of the maintenance guys work a long time and up on top of the flight deck it's like really fucking hot, like around the Horn of Africa and everything as you could imagine. So he decides to pour Red Bull in his Camelback because everybody gets Camelback because it's so fucking hot. Instead of, and you're just supposed to obviously fill with water. And he's like, I'm really tired today. So he, he got like four or five Red Bulls, filled up his Camelback, went up and, and like had heat stroke and passed out, almost died. Like, it was ridiculous. Like those, so those are the kind of people 
right. that would be taking the steroids and being like, let's just triple it up. Let's just triple. You know, I, I kind of, that makes me feel good that those kind of people are defending our country. All the crazy people out there, I'm kind of glad that we got some of our He's crazies just, out there that, as that well. That person was just like changing the oil and stuff. They right. weren't like fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that there's some crazy guys fighting. Oh, yeah. Well, then again, I've listened to so many podcasts recently with like former Rangers and Navy SEALs. Jacko Willink. Like yeah, they, the they all come across ever. as a lot more like um, like nerdy geniuses than they do come across like super badass, like super athletes. They almost seem like they're savants in a lot of ways. Yeah. I've noticed that in the I feel like that's more in like the special ops, not necessarily yeah. just like the infantry, like red mark type stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, not, a, not a lot of infantry guys are making it onto podcasts though. <laughs> That's one of the things that Jocko said. Like he said, he always feels bad for the regular army guys because they don't have army fucking marines, buddy. Whatever it is, standard soldiers, because they don't have the resources that the special forces guys have. They don't have the same objectives. It'd be a lot more stressful if you don't really know sort of what you're doing in a spot. What do you got to say, Scott? What do I have to say? Yeah. Supplements. What do you mean back there? Yeah, you know, you're still you're still dwelling on the supplements. What supplements do you take, Scott? As an old man, what do you think you should start? Oh taking? shit! Glucosamine. How old are you? You're a, you're 56. Uh, I actually I'm 79. 79 years old. You look yeah. good. You're a young 79. Um, I take uh, I do take a lot of joint supplements, like Multiple. fish oil. Um, I take this this stuff called Animal Flex. Um basically has like a, a, a baseline of like a bunch of different stuff that goes to make Shark cartilage? Uh, shark. No, I really need to get on the shark cartilage. Is um, that a real thing? Are you fucking with me? Shark cartilage is a real thing. Shark adrenaline doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> How about Elliot, rhino horn? Is that a real thing? Does that work? Shark adrenaline is up Al- there Elliot, milk. Elliot told me to get on shark adrenaline and I looked for it for like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell him specifically. He was overhearing your conversation, probably that I was talking to with Robbie. No, it's, that's not true. Because I put a post on on the Facebook Ever Proven Group page and was like, "This is what I take for supplements. What else did you guys suggest?" Oh yeah, and it was, that, it it was creatine, shark adrenaline, cre- creatine and shark adrenaline. I was like, "Oh, I got the creatine thing covered. I can't find this goddamn shark <laughs> adrenaline." <though." laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just call it the Facebook? The Facebook. What are you fifty? The Facebooks. He's just an OG. He remembers the very early days. That's right. Uh, no, I, I take some uh, joint supplements, and that's about it. Uh, basically, anything to help me uh, help reduce inflammation and swelling in my joints and uh, recovery time. Getting back to the alcohol, they say that alcohol is awesome for inflammation as well. <laughs> Lowers it heavily. That's why, uh, that's why I, I drink Guinness, because Guinness makes you strong. Yes. Right. Uh, no, I'm not. on a healthy diet of Guinness. If they were like, you're only allowed to take one more supplement that's like legal or whatever, I would just go with creatine. Really? It's Yeah, I mean, it just increases That your... seems to sort of come in and out of vogue. Creatine's been around for a fucking... I know, and there's like a bunch of hate on it for some reason, but all the hate is just ignorant. Hate. It's the stinky oh, farts. It's, it's highly, you know, what is it, the, the newscaster that was like, the person was on creatine and made them like <laughs> have rage issues. I'm like, what? That's like saying they took a protein shake and were like raging right. over it or something like that. 
Like creatine doesn't fuck with your hormones like that. Creatine made a huge difference in my training. And it's like, oh, creatine makes you angry. Well, there's creatine in steak, so all right. meat eaters are just a little more aggressive than they should be. That's probably true. All too. the vegans are like, ah! <laughs> Told you! What do you think about vegetarian diets? Oh, vegetarian. What do I think about them? Yeah. I think they're, I mean, I think they're difficult. I think vegetarian diets are great with a supplement of protein. <laughs> yeah, with, with some steak. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I respect it, but I think it's just, it's tough. What do you think about, like, people's individual biological makeup? Like, you think some people are supposed to be fucking vegan and some people are supposed to not eat any carbs? Like, you think yeah. that there's something to be said about sort of individual... Biological yeah. diversity. Yeah, yeah. I think you know that what I there mean? are like, people that are more like their body will run really well. And I totally believe that there's people that like their body just breaks down with meat. And right. then I totally believe there's people that can just eat that shit right. and it just makes them even better. I also think that it really has to do with the quality of food you're eating. You know what I mean? Like you can eat a shitty fucking steak, like corn fed fucking... Big marbly corn-fed steak or like still feels, special place in my heart. Filled with fucking, you know, hormones and whatever, you know what I mean? That, that's, I mean, you get that, it's going to sit like a rock in your fucking stomach. You know I mean? Right, but you get it's got to be pretty hard for your body to get anything out of that. Right, either good quality steak makes the biggest difference. You know, the same with vegetables, you know, you get like fucking non-organic fucking GMO fucking translucent fucking lettuce. Completely unripened vegetables because they were grown in fucking Guatemala. Right. And shipped in a cart. <clears throat> As opposed to, you know, some locally grown healthy vegetables gonna be a huge difference. So anybody else sick of being in this goddamn car? It's fine. We only have roughly three and a half hours to go. Uh, let's get the hype. Four hours. Let's all actually. try to hum at the same frequency. And Ready? then, so like everything will start vibrating. <laughs> the windows might burst. See if we can break a window. Home. Oh, no. Oh, what the fuck, guys? Nothing broke. Nothing broke. We weren't focused. What if uh, we got a bunch of people in their comfort zone in this car? Start chanting. Start chanting, guys. Yeah, I'm not a big chanter. You guys hot? Uh, I, I can safely I'm say that like, I have not been in the back off. of a car on a road trip in a really, really long time. It's reminded my childhood why I, I spent a lot of time in the car. <laughs> yeah. uh, my, my my dad was military, so we- Bring us back, Scott. We, uh, we, we did a lot of traveling, a lot of sightseeing, uh, lived in Europe for a while. Where'd you get uh, stationed when you were um, with your dad? I've been born outside of Seattle, California, Maryland, Spain. So I've kind of been all That's over cool. the place. When's your dad gonna be on the podcast? Uh, <laughs> he, he wouldn't do such a thing. Why I not? just re- I was thinking about it earlier how I used to make retard drooling faces at people <laughs> <laughs> when I was in the back seat. Be passing by somebody and just look over at me and making a retard drooling face. Why didn't you just fucking focus on your iPad like a normal kid? We didn't have those back oh. then. Oh, oh. I had a speaking spell. <laughs> just catching a speaking spell. Sketch. I can't fucking. Extra sketches are still fun to play with. Yeah, they are. I like those guys that can fucking actually make art on an Echo Sketch. Yeah. Talk about savants. Right. Can barely, can, can barely keep the line straight. 
I'm always like, what do I want to? Oh, let's draw the stairs. Uh, st- <laughs> I concentric circles. <laughs> Nailed it. Squares on squares on squares. What branch of the military is your dad in, Scott? Navy. Nice. He was a CB. CBs could be a good job. My dad was in the army. I missed most of the good travel, but I have three siblings. All, all four of us were born in different states. My parents lived in Japan, Germany, Texas, Georgia. I was born in Virginia. A lot Virginia. of cool shit. Yeah. I hated Virginia. So did my family, oddly enough. I lived outside the, uh, right outside the Beltway in Virginia for a year, and it was probably the, the worst spent year of my life. Yeah, I just can't deal with the heat. Uh, being less than skinny, the South and I don't agree. I don't, mind, I don't mind the heat. It's I just, run hot. It's a rat race. That, uh, like, that whole area is just a rat race. Yeah. The, all the, the greater governmental... It's also some of the sneaky, most expensive real estate in the country, too, now. Yeah, it was... Although, I, I did live outside the... Um, basically, it was just a building for Black Ops. It was right around the time that Black Ops went, went public. That's cool. Um, I, I, I'd be out running in this... Uh, it was kind of... It was much like... Um, Air Force Base where when they closed it down and, and all these like private companies started coming in and it's just big cleared land where they were just building going up slowly here and there and I go out there and, and, and run out there and there'd be like a giant batch of marines just like running right by me smoking me because that was 250 pounds trying to lose weight. Were you a great big fat person in your previous life? Um, I gained a lot of weight after high school. Nice. Uh, I was, I just was on a really shitty diet and I, I stopped exercising and I, I, came, I became pretty, pretty large and I just started running, working out again. Nice. I love stories of people saying, you know what, no, I'm just not going to fucking settle into the sweatpants life and become a big fat person. I love sweatpants. They're pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie to you, but. I know it sounds like very, uh like vain and narcissistic but when I when I gained a couple extra pounds uh, I could feel it and it feels uncomfortable to me yeah so I, I'm, I'm very like I'll, I'll go a little bit harder than you when I start to feel like I'm, I'm uh, putting on a couple of LBs I can say that I can I'm probably 90% accurate guessing my weight at any given time my weight fluctuates a fair amount Again, goes back to losing, Derek. You should have a little self-hate when you're not performing well. It's a very healthy response. You want to know why I work out 7,000 fucking hours a week? <laughs> you appropriately hate yourself. You don't like right. standing still? That's true. Too much caffeine in my veins. <laughs> I've I found that the lifestyle that I've been living lately, like, I mean, there's CrossFit. Uh, I don't stop at work. I never stop moving at work. Um, so it's, it's outside, it's indoors, but I'm constantly moving. <clears throat> now I'm adding uh, BJJ to the mix. If I stop moving, I fall asleep. I was just going to say that. Fucking that's, that reason is the reason, the only reason that I fall asleep getting a massage. Because <laughs> like, you stop I stopped moving, you know what I mean? Brittany yeah. gets so mad when I'm like, I think I'll actually race her just to see who falls asleep at night. And like literally my head hits the pillow and I'm like. Well, you know, they say that's, that's the sleep of the innocent, Derek. 
not got a lot of sins weighing on your soul. Must be a good person. I can't sleep for shit. <laughs> I gotta listen to your fucking podcast to fall asleep at night. That's, I'm sorry. I, I am sorry. <laughs> you 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 do have demons. <laughs> if I'm the voice of reason, Jesus Christ. Well, it's not always you. Sometimes you're on the uh, next played list. Yeah, I guess that's true. I fall asleep very very easily every night. I generally do. Is this Hartford? Are we in Hartford? God's country. That's where my grandmother's from. Hafford. Bring back the whale. Bring back the whale. They killed to see that happen. Used to be the absolute center of the universe for all of the large insurance companies. Not so much anymore. Because the whale went away. All of the, the whalers, Hartford Whalers, man, uh, greatest hockey team in history. The, not really. the biggest oddity in a tiny city to have a professional sports team, especially back then. Like, there's a bunch of basketball teams and hockey teams that I don't even know what fucking cities they're in anymore. <laughs> well, the Trailblazers, like, yeah, <laughs> they're the only ones. The right? Pelicans, yeah. No, there's one in like Tennessee. Like Nashville has like a professional. Isn't the Grizzlies? Yeah, Nashville Grizzlies. No, Hartford Whalers. They weren't, I mean, they had some good years, but they weren't ever like a It was like a cult following. I still see Whalers fucking stickers on people's cars. I have a ton of Whalers fucking apparel. Yeah. Still. Well, they did have a really cool, like, color scheme and, like, the whale's tail was kind of good marketing. Podcast is over. Is that what you're trying to tell me? We can talk about CrossFit. There was probably only talk about CrossFit. 45 minutes of actual settled in discussion. That's hopefully, hopefully that first half hour goes into the fucking ether. Just annoyed, Don. What do you think about? I do have a CrossFit actual question, Let's not just a, a podcast primer. You need to start uh, <clears throat> the CrossFit. But. Yeah, well, that's that's what it's actually about. I uh, <laughs> I've actually gotten. We joke about how terrible I am in jiu-jitsu, which is largely true, but I've actually gotten efficient enough that when I first, the first 18 months that I did jiu-jitsu, I lost 30 pounds, mm-hmm. and it was because it was such an incredible workout because of how inefficient all my movements were and how hard I had to struggle to basically make it through class. Yeah. I've kind of gotten it enough down now that it's not the workout, it's not enough of a workout, the amount of times that I go to, to be my sole method of exercise. Right. So I want to supplement, but I've got limited time. Do you think that there's any benefit to CrossFit if you go twice a week? Yeah, twice a week, absolutely. I actually think that three times a week is the most optimal number. Regardless of your goals, you mean? I mean, obviously, other than competing. I mean, the American College of Sports Medicine says you should only weight train three times a week. Yeah. I feel like... But what do they know? What right. the fuck do they know? <laughs> They'll change their mind in another 10 years anyway. No, but you can really do a lot. Two to three times, even one to two, as long as you go in and put the work in. Oh, so you even think that there's a benefit once a week if, if you're doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah, the only problem with, I think, twice a week and or like maybe once a week is there's going to be a bad day 
four multiple bad days so you, you might have, have and you're just day. not going to be able to put the work in because mentally like your kids were just kicking you in the face all day or whatever right. and you're not going to be able to get a good workout so if you go two or three times a week there's more likely for you to get those good training right in. yeah that that definitely is something that crosses over into jiu-jitsu there are certain days where i get out of work and i'm so fried yeah I honestly uh, like halfway through I, one of your instructions, I'd be like, "What the fuck did he just say?" I mean, halfway through all of my instructions. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. That's I think fifty my problem, fifty your problem. <laughs> no, hundred your problem, zero my problem. I'm a fucking stellar instructor. How come everybody else gets it but you? I see. I don't think they do. They're just scared of you. I'm keeping you honest with you. I'm fucking dare you. <laughs> Uh, I think three is a good number for me because it gives me ample time to recover. And then that fourth day is kind of like, I just, I go light and go in and move around. In an ideal week, what days do you go? Like what's your, what's the break time between classes? I go usually Monday, Tuesday, take Wednesday off, go Thursday, Friday, take Saturday, Sunday off. So you have a day in between and then the full weekend. Yeah. But in the beginning, when you're not efficient, just like in jiu-jitsu, it's going gonna, it's gonna to beat you up a lot in the beginning. And then you just got to work on your mobility. Even though you may be mobile for jiu-jitsu, you're definitely not mobile enough for CrossFit. Nope. And then you'll start getting more mobile. You'll get more efficient, which means you'll be able to go faster, which means it's going to suck more. Right. Yeah. So, when you get that's good, good enough on it, you can go on. Yeah, CrossFit's one of those things. The better you get, the more you can really get yourself into the pain cave. Jiu-Jitsu, it seems like the more you go, the better you get, the easier you can kind of just stay relaxed, which is kind of what you need to do. But like right. you said, it's hard for you to like do really well or get a really good workout in if you're doing your techniques correctly. Right. That's the next step. I got to convince myself to do it. I'm pretty committed once I make the mental leap to do something. I don't start a lot of things and finish, but I gotta I gotta get over that mental hump waking up at fucking 5.30 a couple times a week. Yeah. And it's just a consistency thing, especially in the beginning. Just going and doing what you can. Be humble. Don't think it's gonna happen in a week and then the right. next thing you know is a year later and you're like, wow, I'm fucking jacked. Right, right. Don't, don't get angry when your wife squats more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, I'm just kidding. She can't, but it's real close. <laughs> it's real close. <laughs> what about hang squat clean? No, is I, that close? No, it's it's further away than just standard squat. Okay. <laughs> actually, it's not. Fuck. It's, yeah, she's her hang squat clean is actually pretty good. Like, uh, her hang squat clean is like two. 200 pounds. Two, What's hang squat clean? 210. It's from the knees and then you bring it up into your shoulders and like squat down with it and stand. And it's it's like two, 210. Mine's only like 255. <laughs> Their one rep max squat is like 305. Mine's 370. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've done any of the Olympic style lifts. Yeah, those are, those are the things college. that are going to give you the problems. Like right. wall balls, the basic squatting and everything is, is pretty quick. A lot of little quick fixes and just some mobility. The Olympic lifts are stuff that you have to like work on for a while. Right. What should be expected? I mean, those are very technical. 
Yeah. Very technical, and I got to assume the highest risk. Yeah. So enough YouTube videos out there of ding dongs dropping weights on themselves, or yeah, it's throwing it, their backs honestly out. though some of the fail videos are like that's tough to do. Yeah. To like hurt yourself like that because they're really the trying time, to fuck themselves up. Yeah, because most of the time the way the barbell goes are just you just like fall out away from it. You know what I mean? You don't. It's not like every single time you're like dodging a barbell. It's right. Like, right. You have to be trying something stupid or not paying attention. Right. You guys do a lot of mobility drills as part of like, how does it work? It's like the workout of the day. Like when you show up after you've done CrossFit for a while, you show up and you do whatever the workout is, you go home. We, no. we do exactly what the academy does, which is you have like a warm up, a mobility, a technique, and then a workout. Hey, I didn't know that. I mean, it, it's just a, it, it's a different exchange of information. How long is a class? Yeah. That's very manageable. Sometimes an hour and ten. If I'm coaching, it's sixty minutes. Other coaches bleed over and do other stuff. Is that because they chit chat and shit, or just because? Some, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it just takes a little bit longer. Some workouts take longer to set up. Some people, some crowds just talk and they're slower. Some are faster. Right. So it's tough. Sometimes the mobility has a lot of props. Sometimes the mobility has a lot of setup for one little aspect that's the thing that i need the most i sit down all day all of the the hip thing is that sitting is the new smoking i promise you that that's true i promise you yeah. that's just going to be tough in itself like it's I, i'm telling you man it's i get out of work sometimes in just my car ride from the office to the academy uh, which okay. is 10 minutes like i i can feel just from having walked around sometimes for the first time in hours. By the time I get to the academy, I'm walking like I just got out of bed. It's because my entire fucking body is completely rolled forward. Yeah, like when I'm in school, when I'm in, in semesters and everything, just sitting, and I'm, I mean, I'm only sitting for like um, 90 minutes, maybe an hour, stuff like that, and then right. I can walk around campus and then sit down again. I feel like, like you said, like I'm smoking or like I'm doing like terrible things or I'm drinking every right. night. Yeah. And I, it's just like, what is going on? Yeah, my, my body hates me. I mean, and I've been doing that. I've been sitting down for 10 hours a day for now 17 years. Jesus yeah. Christ. Right? Yeah. Think about that. It's fucking nuts. That's the one thing like about working a manual labor job that I fucking kind of oh. like. And like now that it's, I worked outside all week this week. It was awesome. Yeah. There's so many, I, it's so common to hear guys that work in offices have sort of this fantasy of doing any type of contractor work. And I You're really, hired. Come right. on. <laughs> <laughs> I think the fantasy is 95% based on they just want to be able to move around or go outside. It's it's more of like a human thing than it is like, oh, that's what I want to do for a living. They all want to get out of their hamster cage. Right. It's a fucking weird environment. It is weird. It's not natural. It's not. Like my that, sister does I've, it I've worked around somebody. My, my former career landscape construction, I've worked around so many offices and people would come out and be like, ah, I'd love to do what you do. Like, I love I love working outside on the weekend. Like, all right, I'm going to go get my cold Coke and sit back in my office. <laughs> right. My air-conditioned office. I, I, I think that... The, that reminds me of this one time. It was, I think it was, uh, it was, it was 103. I'm working on the back section of this building, and uh, I was cutting 
cutting concrete slabs to uh, building stairs out of them. Concrete, and, uh, so I had I had earmuffs, uh, face masks, sunglasses. I'm sweating my balls off and cutting concrete, uncomfortable, hot. And this peckerwood would come outside <laughs> and like with his with his like with his Ray-Bans and his his iced beverage, whatever it was, it was like tinkling in the glass. He came out like just wet wet lip mouth breathing all over me. Just like <sighs> Oh, boy, it's hot out here. I'm going back inside. Like, thanks a lot, you dick. I'm not, because I have to be here. You could, you could bring me out some like clink, clink, clinking like iced beverage too. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the some day, when you're taking, when you're ready to go to bed, you're like, oh, like that was a shitty day. Like I'm tired. I did so much. He's getting home. He's the same amount tired, but he's like, I just sat. Oh yeah, all that's day and just feel like I. It died. is the strangest feeling to be completely physically and mentally drained after just having sitting. sat down all day. Yeah, it's crazy. That's that's how I feel every time I take a class. If I have to like use. That's how I feel when I get done playing to... video games. <laughs> <laughs> now they do say you burn a lot of calories using your brain. I fucking like played video games for the first time in probably two years. About a month ago, I was like, how I can't believe. How awesome was that? I can't believe how tired I am right that's now. That's like picking up smoking again. <laughs> Why did I ever stop this? The Xbox went directly back in the closet. Yeah, you, know, you, you felt the addiction coming on, or just it was too hard. The whole thing. I was like, I don't need this in my life. I got, yeah. I got too many other things to worry about. Right. Right. And fucking raping bitches on Grand Theft Auto. Right. I got a free Xbox or PlayStation, I think. When I bought like a living room set, like they were doing a deal, right. and uh, I was like, "Oh, sweet! I'm gonna get this. I'll use it as my Blu-ray player. I'll play video games again. I'm gonna get back into video games." The fucking thing never came out of the package. I ended up selling it like on the bulletin board at work. <clears throat> Kids will do that to you. Fuck that, Kids. It's a it's the trippiest thing you can do, man. I do play, I still play PlayStation often, and I have to do it standing up. I have to stand and play. That's oh, an interesting because, thought. Because I would sit, and my fitness would go way down. Yep. Because, like, just sitting with my arms resting on my legs, and you just sit there, even if I play for an hour, I just feel like shit. But if I stand and play, I'm not tired. I, I can just turn it off, and I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, it's one of the things that's happening in our office is a lot of people are getting the um, stand-up stand desks. desks. They like the expandable one, so you can do both. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to go to that. Why haven't you done that yet? Uh, you needed to. No one was doing it. Ergo Depot. We have like this new wave office that's like all fucking glass, and it's all supposed to be like googly. And we had sitting desks, so someone just got the fucking adjustable one, and you need a doctor's note, but. I, uh, you need a doctor's note. Oh, sitting kills that guy, but not me. Right. I, I don't have a doctor's note. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty sure. No, my back hurts enough, often enough, that if I go get an X-ray, I think the doctor's gonna be like, "Yeah, how about you get a stand-up desk? You probably work on your posture." Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have the posture of a fucking crawfish. Posture of a crawfish. That's another thing. Uh, <laughs> that's another thing. CrossFit will help you out. Yeah. With. Get that spine, that thoracic extension back. I'll stand up straight for you, or as straight as I can later, and you'll you'll, you'll start to get sore shoulders. <laughs> My shoulders are like four inches how forward. Often, from how spine. often do you go to the chiropractor and get a fucking sports massage? Um, I don't. 
I don't. I don't should, know if I believe in chiropractors yet. They should be do, sold. You should do all that. Love me a good massage. Got one yesterday. How oh, awesome was that? Fell asleep. I like uh, acupuncture better than massage. Yeah, I heard that acupuncture works. It's pretty legit. I haven't tried it yet. I think it's one of those. It works different for everyone. I think it my body responds to it really well. Um, it really helps my girlfriend with her migraines, but she doesn't get the same way. Like when she's done with it, she's like, yeah, like I just haven't, she just doesn't get migraines when she does it. But for me, like my shoulders and chest and back are like chronically tight and just like flexing on themselves. And then when I do that, I feel like I have like a resistance band lifted from my chest for like three or four days. But when I get a massage, I only feel good for like the rest of the day. And then I yeah. wake up. And Massages have a real again. short shelf life. Yeah. Do you, so, uh, do you think that acupuncture, I mean, like, I, I, I already know the answer to it because you're saying that it helps you. But uh, is there a part of acupuncture that is much like Reiki, where it's really kind of all in your head? Um, it doesn't matter. Oh, I don't know. I went into doing acupuncture knowing that it wasn't going to work. I just wanted to try it. And I was like, well, I just, I know that it's not going to pump me up and get me all energized and everything, even though that's what it says it's going to do and it's going to make me feel good. And I, so I not only thought that it wasn't going to work, but I thought if it did work, it would make me feel better and have more energy. And when I got done, I was like in slow motion, like, totally mellow like I just smoked a blunt if that's <laughs> if that's what people do when they smoke blunts is chill <laughs> that's exactly how I, I felt don't know. and I was just I like have no idea just did you eat a bag of potato chips too? he gave me some brownies before we started did he rip a gummy bear in half and say here eat I'll tell you I'll tell you a funny story about edible marijuana later on <laughs> hold on but he doesn't he you doesn't, can eat it? Apparently. You have to hide no, like, from your kids in the freezer? To answer your question. So, I mean, it's like you, you, I mean, you literally went in with a negative attitude and you're like, oh, this, this might work, uh, but probably not. Yeah, I was like, it's, yeah, I'm just going to see what happens. It's probably not just because it's like, it's needles. It's like, but like my body like responds to so it really well. That immediately sells me on, uh, that, that sells me on trying acupuncture. I mean, the worst, I mean, just, I just recommend everybody tries it. If it doesn't work for you, then just say, like, you know, never mind, but. Now, Reiki, on the other hand. I don't know anything. I've never. What's Reiki? Say that again. But there's no, like, mental aspect. There's no, like, "Mm, feel the healing vibes. It's like, here, let me put it here, 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 and here. Let me check your pulse. Look at some stuff. All right. All right. Now let me put some heat on these needles and I'll be back in a half an hour. What like the you fuck? just lay there for half an hour and then you're done and you're just like, what the fuck just happened? My whole body feels different. What the fuck's Reiki? I don't know. Uh, is it, I think it's like playing around with the energy in your body. The energy like, fields. You, there like was, crystals? There was, a, there was a long time. A lot of people I used to know, um, they would be like, they go to this one place in, uh, in Dover, like, called like Dr. Dev, and like, they'd say they're going to the chiropractor. I was like, oh man, I love getting my backpack. I was like, oh, she doesn't touch your body. She just does Reiki. She's a, she's a Reiki chiropractor. I'm like, that makes no no fucking sense whatsoever. But whatever, besides the point. Um, but Reiki, I, I, I had a debate with somebody the other night about how Reiki, it really is, um, 
it's all in your head. The human body has uh, the ability to heal my- itself more than you, than anyone gives it credit for. Oh, I agree with that, but I, I, my bullshit meter goes pretty far to the left when oh, I yeah, think no, of no-touching chiropractors. I, 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 I fully believe that like Reiki is, is, is kind of it's not it's not about the person performing Reiki on you. It's about the person convincing you that they are healing you at that moment. And and, and you see, that's where actually, it gets tricky. That could be really valuable. It, it, it's yeah. like it's like they basically convince you that they're healing you, but. In reality, it's your it's yourself that's healing you. Right. That's like all the faith healers and shit like that. I think that some of those people actually do get healed because they really start to like believe it. believe that they're they have some special power to heal their body and whatever that is trips the actual body's response to be yeah, able like to heal actual pl- placebo tests. Like there's been tests that like placebo actually works. Like, yeah. They say placebo is the only thing that is treated every known illness, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's the only thing that's 100% effective on some people. I totally miss what you're talking about because that was a barbecue truck broken down back there. (laughs) I think we should turn around and help them. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that. Get him to believe that he needs to give us the barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) This will heal you, man. No, your light would be a lot, your load would be a lot lighter if you gave us some barbecue. He probably wouldn't be so broken down. <laughs> well, Reiki's not high on the list, but yeah, I would um, try acupuncture before that. But and some barbecue. Chiropractors in front of um, acupuncture, but I actually think my wife's a yoga instructor, so she just got certified like a year ago. Just starting to teach her first classes in the last year, so we've been pretty immersed in those discussions at my house. <clears throat> and I was even skeptical about yoga. But I gotta be honest, like all my forward shoulders and back pain and sitting issues, when I listen to what she says, when we actually did classes at home, massive effect on all those things. Like I'm pretty sure that if I did yoga somewhat consistently, I could probably fix my back and shoulder issues. Yeah. There's there's just nothing wrong with yoga, except for when you start riding around on fixed bikes. Yeah, yeah, if, you, if you put a namaste sticker in your car, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen anytime soon. I get flipped off in traffic by more people with namaste stickers than anything else. It's like, I thought you should be chill, man. Freaking out your metal box. No, that's, it's another one of the... That's, a, that's the cult aspect of it, too. That's the CrossFit guy that has all of the outfits in shitty form. <laughs> Namaste stickers. The Namaste sticky. They go once a week and fucking. I was gonna ask. I actually asked Derek that. I was like, so now that I have this gi, am I like the guy at the skate park that has all the new skateboard shit and all the best gear <laughs> and don't even know how to skate yet? It's like nah. nah. He's like nah. As long as you don't have like five or six of them. It's like, okay. Like some of me know. I. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there is a couple of those, actually. There are. Uh, I actually think that, you know, so much of, of the discomforts all in your own head. It's a super welcoming community. It's just a really weird environment. Like, it's a weird environment. It's an unorthodox environment, but what people is, were, are we, are we were talking really about CrossFit yoga. yoga. Oh, so, no, I was talking about jujitsu <laughs> oh. in this case. <laughs> like, people bring, 
everyone knows because what you just said applies to all of them. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, I guess that's well, true. Too. The, the biggest difference is is is, uh, is jujitsu. It's just like, hey, welcome here. Let me get really fucking up in your right. shit. Right. Yeah, yeah, let me mount you real quick and show you what this right. feels like. I'm yeah, gonna you, put you in a position that you've only been in with your girlfriend. Right. You know, you don't touch a lot in yoga or CrossFit. Yeah. At all. If you like put your hand on someone's like elbow in CrossFit, they're like, holy shit, he touched me. That's you're in my bubble. Yeah. I've, like, I've uh, actually I've uh, actually uh, found that I've been more comfortable uh, lately with uh, with tactile um, tactile cues in CrossFit uh, than that I've been doing BJJ. Like I've gotten comfortable with it and like touching other people. Yeah, touching other people. You like, gotta get over that shit. Like, like I I I'm doing right. like tactile cues in in CrossFit. I was doing tactile cues the other day with um, with uh, firearms training and, and, and like jujitsu made me like way more comfortable with it. like you know it's really not that bad. Well like as a coach the last thing you want is like to hurt someone or for you to just try to make a correction they're like oh my god don't fucking touch me and you're like what? Right. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. Alright never mind. And we need like don't touch me stickers like if you don't want to be touched I find, and this is one thing I didn't consider because I've been teaching jujitsu so long, but um, when someone asks, can I touch you? You know what I mean? Like, if you're coaching, they hit you. Oh, wow. Can I I touch you for a second? Yeah, no one asked me that in jujitsu ever. No, that's not, it doesn't happen in jujitsu, but it has happened when I, like, I've been at CrossFit class and and one of the coaches has asked someone other than me <laughs> right can i touch you and i'm like oh that's interesting like that's a or, or, fair question right or i would have just been like all right relax i'm gonna move you where i want you to go right relax surrender everything to me right. let me take control that's the funniest shit is when i'm like i'm like move your foot here and move your foot here you're moving, no you're not and then i'm like i'm like all right i'm gonna move your foot and i gotta move it and they're so stiff i'm like no you gotta relax oh yeah <laughs> I've been I've been on the receiving end of that. Like relax, relax your leg, relax your leg. <laughs> now, <laughs> God. Right now, plant the foot. <laughs> all right, and then, then, then I'm like, I put it here. I'm like, all right, now go, and that like changes the whole thing. Right. It's, it's so funny. I'm like, no, come on, relax. <laughs> That's. Some, yeah. Some bodies get stuck in invisible casts. And Jiu-jitsu's a funny I'm doing thing. It's weird. Because you get comfortable with like the heat and the way someone smells. Like those are two things I find. Like people who and so and some tough guys will come in. Like you think you're like, and like you can tell as soon as they get close and they can kind of feel your body heat and the way you smell. They're like, oh, I can it's, get out of here. It's too much. <laughs> it's all too much. They're ninety-eight point six. You smell of fucking fear. They, I, <laughs> I don't even recognize it anymore. I don't either. Like, if, like, sweat drips on me and stuff, I'm not even largely conscious of it. It's literally gonna, like, fall, like, in my mouth or, like, in my ear yeah, or in my sick. eye before I'm like, what the fuck? It's gonna inhibit your breathing or something. Right. Every once in a great while, someone will have a stale gion or something and they'll really fucking stink and you might recognize it, but for the most part... You can kick them out. Yeah. <laughs> Pete. That's when you kick them out, Pete. I'm a very clean individual. Eric, you won't be tomorrow. No, I won't be tomorrow. I'm going to be the stinky kid in class. Who's drilling with Pete? It's not going to be me. Why is his gi all wet? He just got here. <laughs> Do you own cats? You just trying to dry it by putting it in the microwave in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I just lay it out on one of the beds. I'm going to take the floor. Burnt microwaved 
skin and oh, <laughs> I don't even, just hang out on a clothesline outside the hotel. Dude, you, dude, you dry your, your geese. White, not no. black. I uh, I hang dry all my geese. I hang dry like all my compression shorts and shit too. That's weird. Now the dryer just fucking ruins everything. Not compression shorts. Yeah. Oh. Break them down. All the elastics get all fucking like bunchy. Well, if you wore the appropriate size. I, they don't make my size. That part's actually true. My legs are so short. I think it's funny that people are gonna <laughs> fucking like they're gonna picture you be listening to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> The mental picture people are getting is not accurate. No, you know that's what's weird though about like I like, people are always like, "Hey, you exaggerate too much about how fat you are, how unhealthy you are." In my head, that's where I'm at. It's like more back of the self hate <laughs> thing. Like you shouldn't, like you shouldn't be happy with this, and, and no one should. And I, I recognize it. Did you ever heard? Did you ever heard that Tom Segura skit? Did you know Tom Segura is? Yeah, I love Tom Segura. Ever heard that skit? Where he's like. <laughs> I like to fat shame people. And like a guy comes up and he's like, hey, get a load of this fat fuck. <laughs> My friend's like, what? You're fat of that guy. You'd kill to have that guy's body. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, truth to it. Unfortunately, I'm not a fat person in today's society, which is a terrible, terrible statement on the state of general health. I go to Target and I feel like a fucking model. <laughs> well, you're sharper than fucking target. People are asking you, are you like a fitness model? Like, what do you do? Wow, what do you do? Actually, do you eat lettuce? <laughs> like, what is wrong? Turns out I have no self-control, and you actually have no sense of self. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to pay for your health care. Oh. <laughs> 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 fucking went there. It's fine. Stop at Pizza Hut on the way out of Walmart. That's why they put it right in there. That's their target audience. That's not my fucking wife. Work for this guy. He's like, I don't know what, but he like started like a hedge fund and he like worked for developing like CVS and things like that. And they purposely look for real estate outside of Walmarts to put CVSs because it's like the highest prescription rate. Like where people are like. That's fucked up. Yeah, it is. Major, major health issues. It's not just our country, too, though. I hate how we sort of... We compare ourselves to so many other countries, which I think most countries probably are a lot healthier than we are, but as soon as all of these countries get industrialized and then economically they start to grow, they start to develop all the same fucking health problems that we do. It's more about how you keep a giant population of people healthy and how do you feed all those people fresh food. Not done a good job of that part. You know, like factory farms, I get it. But you're going to feed 350 million people. I know. Most of, it, most of which don't really live near where plants grow most I'm, of the year. I, I've, I'm, I'm Darwinian. So I, I, <laughs> I, go, I go I go without the strong will survive. Yeah. There's limited resources, man. I'll yeah, fight for yeah. them. Are you a prepper? Fuck yeah. And I don't I don't I don't prep food. You I don't, don't prep water. I don't really? prep gasoline. All bullets? All ammunition. Yeah. That's not a bad I'm just gonna fucking 
kill the weaker prepper. I get that concept. <laughs> can eat bones of deer. Yeah, but you can eat stuff. Well, technically, you can eat bones of High lead content. It sounded like a funny joke, but they, you know, they say like they watched, I can't remember what it was, but it was it was like a prepper type show. But they were comparing it to like, well, just see what would, what's the most realistic collapse of a society. And they're like, well, it happens all the time. You look like the tsunami and shit like that. And they gave a statistic. I'm going to fuck it up for sure. I think they said it's like three days after the supermarkets run out of food. Basically, civil unrest is rampant across any society with any level of sort of... I agree with that statement, except for New Hampshire and Maine. You think people could go a lot longer? Fuck yeah. I've been out without power for a whole month. Yeah. You know what I mean? You still still have access to food, though. That's the emotional trigger. Yeah, it's right outside. Go shoot it. Jesus Christ. I guess you could for a little while, but... (laughs) What do you mean for a little while? We fucking... How long do you think... How many people do you... You think you could... Maine for fucking sure you could sustain with wildlife... You think in New Hampshire, you don't even think there's too many people to sustain? I'll take you someplace right now in New Hampshire where we could hit at least five deer and yeah. six turkeys yeah. with this car. My, my yard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Fucking exactly. <laughs> you got to be fine. in my fucking yard because right. of the herd of deer that crosses through every morning. You got to be fine. Yeah. But in San Diego, you when? close the supermarkets oh. for six hours. California. And they're like, we're going to die. If you don't have a fucking war chest of food and guns in California, you're just not thinking. Or the fact that the entire fucking state of California will run out of water in three hours if the power goes out. Right. Right. People start to go Because they fucking pump it in from everywhere. Yeah, no, I'm good right now. You have a bug out bag? Yeah, it's full of ammunition. (laughs) (laughs) It's called an ammo box. I am not a gun owner. Oddly enough. God damn you. Isn't that weird? That's weird. I want to be. I just, it's one of those, like, administrative things I've never done. All this talk of shooting stuff's making Scott hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want Hunter Scott? I just need some jerky. I just have a nervous happen. I don't like guns at all. (laughs) No? Guns are kind of dangerous. Not a gun guy? They usually kill people. You'll shoot your eye out. Are you a Hunter Scott, or are you more of a engineering-type interest in guns? Um, I would like to be a Hunter, but I don't have the time. Yeah. You do have the time. You just don't have the priorities. You could be like a vacation hunter. (laughs) Did you you hunt a safety course? We'll spend an hour in the morning in October. You'll be a hunter. (laughs) Uh, You know what's not a lot of time? Bird hunting. You can go bird hunting around New Hampshire a fair amount. I do. On a regular basis. Yeah. I I fucking... That's like my favorite meat. Duck. Fucking... Yeah. uh, Pheasant. Cornish game hen. Turkey. Geese. Old men's faces. <laughs> then deny it. The motherfucker walked in front of me. Yeah, it was me. I walked in front of him. We weren't drinking. We weren't drinking. So it was, it was an accident. Where do you get shot by a man with no pulse? Oh, you got a weird life. Say what you will about that whole administration, and there's a deer under the side of the road right there, by the way. Let's go hit it. Go wait for a fucking week. There's 50 pounds of meat, and that thing's rotting belly. Fucking Dick Cheney was super gangster. He was our Putin. He he orchestrated 9-11. Of course he was gangster. (laughs) 
It's true. It's true. He did that. I went there, man. He called. He, he called off all those fucking training flights to get out of the area, so fucking those guys could fly some planes in the right. buildings. I'm kidding. Don't email me. Jesus I, I Christ. <laughs> I, I don't. I have fucking no. Port City BJJ guy with the beard. He's a talk about it. Big Greenleaf Woods Drive. <laughs> Talk about whatever you want. Just go sign a waiver first. Have an entire podcast of conspiracy theory and just have a massive disclaimer right in front of it. You know what? I love a good conspiracy theory. Oh, it it's is so, so fun. I uh, fucking, it's so much fun. I am right with you. Like, when Rogan on his podcast and he goes off on those tangents, I'm never bored. I could talk the, about even the same one. The best The best was when Eddie Bravo was on there because oh. he's a huge conspiracy. So, like, the the he, Earth one? Right. Oh. He goes fucking deep and you're like, oh, this is so much fun. Like, I. I don't, I don't believe any, like, I can't say that I honestly, like, full, full-fledged, like, wholeheartedly believe any of that shit, but it is so much fun to consider. <laughs> I love Illuminati and Me The too. Earth is Flat. My favorite, my is, favorite is The, the JFK one is my favorite. It's got, well, it's because, like, there's so much evidence that suggests that it might be the one. And it goes so deep, like, you go, like, all the way back to, like, the Bilderberger group and all that stuff. Right. You're like, oh, my God. Like, it's crazy. We're going deep. Iran-Contra. It's right. all connected. <laughs> X-Files. Right. The truth yeah, is Yeah, and then they're just like, in McDonald's now sells, sells Whoppers, hence Illuminati. Right. And you're like, wait, wait, no. Yeah. You know, like, after world peace and clean energy, if I had a wish, I just want one fucked up conspiracy or legend to be true. Like, I want them to find fucking Bigfoot or Loch Ness or an alien or the fucking the true conspirators for JFK. I just want one thing to come out and be proven. All the fun shit is never, there's no good fucking evidence for any of the fun shit. I don't know. One little green guy in a field. It's not a lot to ask for. I watched all the fucking Discovery Channel shows. I go make it happen happen right now. We'll we'll find some homeless guy. Right. Paint him green. Put him in a field. (laughs) We never did go to the moon. Well, they did find a Yeti. Yeah, they found him. His name's Wim Hof. Yeah, that fucking guy. I think I believe that guy too, though. Going back to like, can you just heal yourself? I think that guy's actually doing shit with his body. The studies that he went through sort of prove that. He's uh, he's definitely the 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 most interesting dude. Like his whole podcast with Rogan, it was like I it was hard for me to take him serious because his accent is like I love everybody. I yes. Okay, here we go now. Okay. Deep breath. Heat. Deep breath. A heat. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, I got. I like. I think I liked him better on the Tim Ferriss podcast. We are gonna hold it now. I can't listen to Tim Ferriss as much. He has the best content and the best guests. He is just, he's hard for me to listen to. He's so dry. Dry and like he's really tactical. Like, right. he, it's like he almost needs like a sidekick. Right. Like a, like a, a comic clown. relief. Yeah. Right. Every time like I'm scrolling through and looking for a podcast to download, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, this is a great topic. Or, this is a cool guest. And I'm like, ah, five minutes in, he's like, now the interesting thing about Squarespace is that and seven minutes later, you don't even realize that he started the podcast. You're still thinking that he's advertising for Squarespace. Thank God Donald's trying to lose you. He is too. He's a mean person. 
have you guys rolled with Donald much? Because you know him from CrossFit. Right? I haven't. <laughs> I haven't, but I assume that he is not gentle. I've seen him CrossFit, and seems very physical. So um, <laughs> I, I I have firsthand experienced how it feels when a baby gorilla throws around a ragdoll. Yeah, he's the only person, literally, in the academy where I'm like, oh, I might get hurt here. Oh, I might get hurt here. I gotta. And he's not doing it on purpose. Right. I just, I'm like, I can't move my leg enough to get it out of danger in time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the lack of control over your movement, it, you feel it worse with him than almost anybody. He's my proof that jiu-jitsu works. <laughs> yeah. Like, I literally just out-technique him. There's no, there's no, like, yeah, physicality. You're, you're, you're 100% right. It's actually, it's the only reason I like to roll with him is because... I'm not going to fucking muscle my way through any movement. I like rolling with him for a lot of reasons. A, because he's like gotten a lot better and he's not, he's not like malicious and mean about it. It's just, you're like, I can't. Right. There's no wiggle room here. No. But he helps me a lot because he knows, he's able to control me so much that he can actually slowly teach me. <laughs> Which is fucking devastating to the male ego. me in certain positions and after cool calm and collecting he'll be like I just wanted to hold you there let you work out of that position and I was like I yeah, know it's fine I was, I was thinking the same thing oh, my legs my I, think I, I think I have strep throat I think you gave me strep throat I didn't know you I could just, pick it up in 30 you seconds you worked so hard you gave yourself strep throat <laughs> <laughs> no it was his forearm across my fucking trachea I just wanted to much <laughs> it's gonna hold you down by a jugular vein it's gonna be okay yeah <laughs> it's fun and it's also still a workout that whole efficiency thing I referred to earlier does not apply in some cases that's the only reason why uh, anyone could be Donald at CrossFit because he's not super efficient at a lot of the movements sometimes so probably hasn't learned to. He's so physically gifted, he probably... Yeah, he just holds the weight up instead of just kind of supports it with his skeleton. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, he does some ridiculous shit. He's the only person I know to get a ring muscle up and not be able to do a kipping pull-up. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, he's the only person I know. Kipping pull-ups. That's another crossfit mystery for me. He's also the only person I know that's, like, almost able to back squat 500 pounds, but then you put, like, 100 pounds... 115 pound barbell for him to overhead squat a couple times and he's like I just I just can't do it and you're not like, feeling it what <laughs> and you're like here deadlift 500 pounds he's like like this yeah. am I doing it right is it supposed to come all the way off the ground yeah. why is the bar bending <laughs> Sorry, I broke your barbell. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, I got into a fight in your Black Panther party. Here's, a, here's an offhand question. <clears throat> um, what do you guys think about uh, chicks going, being all over uh, Instagram only doing sumo deadlifts? I think it's awesome. I should keep you know doing what? it. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think that there is absolutely anything wrong with that. 
I, I just, I, I don't know. If I see, if I see one more like, perfect like, ass, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm not talking about the end result. I, I'm saying like I hate top cleavage. When, when you when you see like uh, somebody only trading uh, sumo deadlifts, it, it just I don't know. I, I you should be trading all over the place. You should be doing. Do you uh, think they're sumo not trading? deadlifts, straight deadlifts, and, 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 like uh, I think deadlifts. are they not trading other things? Sorry. But I think sumo deadlift, if you get good at it, it's one of those moves that you can have a lot of weight on the bar. And it's like one of those like high weight movements that you can do multiple times. It's like the show movement, you know what I mean? Like, oh look, there's like 600 pounds on well, the bar. Well, you're 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 getting to where I'm I'm kind of like uh, uh, getting at right now, which is like is is a show movement. It's like oh my god, I can like totally lift 225 pounds, right? But uh, I'm really only lifting at six inches because my legs are so far apart. Yeah. Do you think that? They are usually more well-rounded, though, and that is just that's the Instagram photo. You know, is is it a is the reason that they're all on Instagram doing that squat because that's the best showing exercise? There's probably a lot higher percentage of them. They're actually pretty well-rounded athletes. There is that there is that possibility. Um, like I only have when that's I only all do you curls see on, on their Instagram. Instagram. Curls? What? Who? What did you say? Have we ever seen who on Instagram? Have ever seen what on Instagram? You said oh, somebody about it. You said someone. Have we ever seen X Y Z on Instagram? Uh, I didn't hear who the name was. Yeah, no. I, I mean, like, I'm not gonna name names. Ah, uh, gotcha. Definitely not my style. But like, I've seen. I've I've kind of scrolled through like here and there, just out of curiosity, seeing like picking through uh, Instagrams and like people that will. It, it's like they go from like not doing any fitness, being on a beach drinking margaritas to all of a sudden they're a power lifter and ah. like they're declaring they're a power lifter but all they're ever doing is is like sumo deadlifts sumo deadlift uh, uh deadlifts right, right. Um, and it's kind of like you know you really should be training uh everything you're not you're not really doing it right you're only just showing us like the show right so i guess that's where i was getting at. they're not promoting the the sport and lifestyle as much as they should be in the right way. Yeah, and it, it, that, that's kind of, uh, that, that's reflective of uh, what's happening with social media is, is right. that there's a lot of people that just like... Posing. Exactly. You know what the bitch They're of it posing. is, though? Sometimes poses are going to inspire some fucking chubber to get off the couch and go do CrossFit, and if that's what works, I don't really have a problem with it. It's like there's a, that's in golf right now. It's in ladies MMA. It's like Pete's Instagram handle is Pete H B B J J Creeper. I, I think there's gonna look for that now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't find it. I have no but, problem with people sort of flashing their sexuality. There, there's def- <laughs> you're, you're definitely fucking fly spin that on freak it. flag, you know. Um. I, I, I applaud perspective as much as possible. I'm just such a negative bastard. No, but, I don't think it's negative. I think I, that you're focused on something that's super important. But, you know, at the end of the day, if I just think it's such a positive change in our culture that exercise in and of itself is cool and looking good and being healthy is cool and it's not fucking Cobrack supermodels. I think that's such a positive thing that if the negative side effect is some narcissistic ass shots 
I'm down with it. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Pete's the voice of reason. You know, you got a fucking problem. I'm not going to be if I hold this PP in much longer. Yeah, like I gotta go. Text them and fucking bathroom break it. Yeah, we gotta go potty. The coffee's coming out one way or the other. And thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that'll be the end of it. Maybe we'll talk to you later. Peace.